Hi, I'm Katie, and I've been an educator for over 20 years, from paraprofessional to 10 years as a classroom teacher, to principal to district administrator, I've done it all. Being an educator right now is challenging, to say the least. No matter the role, we can find ourselves overwhelmed and stressed out. I've been there, and I found the secret to a work-life balance that improved my life. Join me in discovering simple secrets that will help you step away from the noise and improve your life. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. We have been talking so much over the last few weeks about mindset, whether that's looking at growth mindset, looking at the power of perspective, looking at specific mindset questions we can ask ourselves to be sure that we are looking at things that in a way that are going to create joy and fulfillment in our life. And what I started thinking about this week is the power of language, the power of words. And as educators, especially if you are an ELA teacher, you know the power of words and we're always trying to get our students to use really descriptive language, um, language that helps the reader feel something or think a certain way or be persuaded by something. And this is what we would want to do in the classroom when we're writing for an audience. But we also use language when we are thinking about other people, when we're thinking about situations, when we're thinking about ourselves. And sometimes the language that we use is actually more harmful than it is helpful in many, many ways. Uh, and some of that goes back all the way back to our primal brain, right? Our brain loves to describe in categories. Like this is part of the primal brain when we needed to quickly distinguish predators from prey, right? We needed to be able to distinguish this group of plants is poisonous and this group of plants is okay to eat. Now our brain uses it as a way to simplify our complex world. So even though we have moved forward in millennia, our world that we live in now is very complex and our brain is still looking for ways to simplify things. So, and this works for us in so many ways, right? We don't have to think about every type of item that we encounter. So if we're on the freeway, our brain does not have to use brain power to say, that's a car, and that's a car, and that's a truck, and that's a semi, and that's a motorcycle, right? It categorizes, we're on the freeway, we know we are traveling with vehicles. So there's no wasted brain power there. But sometimes this categorizing actually causes problems. So our brain can actually fall into a trap of over-categorizing, or what we call all-or-nothing thinking. So an example of this would be, do you ever find yourself using words to describe situations in ways such as everyone or no one, always or never? These are examples of that all or nothing thinking. This was definitely something I had to work on as I started my journey through this self-development. So my go-to comments would typically start with either, I always have to, or I never have time for. These were very limiting for me and it made it really difficult for me to move forward because my brain was over-categorizing. I was making it 
all across the board means something or nothing across the board means something. There were no shades of gray. There were no different tones. Um, it was just very all or nothing. So when I approached something like dieting, for example, I either had to go all in and do it perfectly or not do it at all, right? It was one end of the spectrum or the other. And that was really how I thought about it. A piece of that, and I know I've touched on this before, comes from also that perfectionism piece that we want to be perfect in something. So we view the world through this all or nothing kind of thinking. And that makes it really difficult if we ever make a mistake, if we ever have an off day for us to move forward with our goals because we have decided either, well, see, that didn't work or, well, I didn't do it yesterday, so I might as well just give up now. And that all or nothing thinking really gets in our way. And again, that comes from our brain trying to overcategorize things. Another area where language can potentially be something that's more detrimental to us is our accuracy of word choice. So this other uh, trap we can fall into in accuracy of word choice is in how we describe what we're thinking about the circumstances we encounter. This one is super sneaky because many times the way we think about things feels so very true and accurate in the moment. But are the words we're choosing to use really matching the reality of the situation or are we over-dramatizing or catastrophizing them with poor word choice? So I think about examples of this would be comments such as, oh, this day was just horrendous right? Again, over dramatizing, I might have had a bad day, or I had a situation that turned my day into something that was not as ideal. But was it really absolutely horrendous? Probably not, right? Or when we say, Oh, this is the worst thing that could possibly happen right now. How many of you have said that at the coffee machine as it jams, right? Oh my gosh, this is like the world is coming to an end. We all do that sometimes. But again, we know that when we make these very dramatic statements, our brain is believing you, right? It's going to believe what you're saying, what it's hearing you say. And they're like, oh my gosh, this is very awful. This is very scary. And it's going to go into that survival thing um, where it wants to take care of you. So it is going to increase your heartbeat or make you frustrated faster or try to get you out of danger and into safety. And I know that sounds very simplistic. And in a way it is, it's an oversimplification of what happens both physiologically and emotionally. But what I think I'm trying to get at mostly is we have the ability to choose the words that we use very carefully. And what I know from experience, again from experience, is that when I over-dramatized what I was facing, I made it so much harder on myself than it needed to be. So now I really am so aware of the way my brain works and what I'm thinking. When I hear myself saying something that's very dramatic, I try to pause and ask myself, is that really true? Could I stand in a court of law and make the case that this is the reality? Or could I describe this in a less dramatic way? Once I do that, I get my brain to work on my next steps that are manageable 
once I really get succinct on what's super important in the moment and what's really happening in the moment. So we can do that on very basic things. Sometimes I will hear myself saying, I don't have time to go for a walk today. And I will stop myself and I will say, wait a minute, is that true? Do I really not have time to do that? Is there no time in my day? And I will say, how long does it take realistically? Mm, I could take 10 minutes and literally I've gone on 10 minute walks before. And that is way better than going on zero minute walks. So again, stopping your brain and questioning the things that it's saying. Another way that this shows up, and this I think could be the, um, for me, here's what I will say for me, this was the biggest detrimental piece that I had to really work on. And that was the way I talked to myself. So the words that we use to describe ourselves, we need to be super aware of because they have, I think, the biggest impact, even more so than what on what others say to us about us. What we say about ourselves has the biggest impact. So again, this is another area, like I said, I've done considerable work in because I didn't speak very highly of myself to myself. I would say things and there are things that would just pop out of my mouth at any given moment were things like, oh, it's right there, dummy. Or, oh, Katie, you're so dumb. Or, oh, I'll never be able to do that. I'll never get the hang of that. Or why can't I just... Or the one that I used the most when I would look in the mirror, I'd say, oh, God, you just look horrible. Think about how that feels. What if somebody said that to you, right? Oh, you look horrible. How would that feel? And yet we do it to ourselves, especially women do it to themselves so much that we start to believe it. And that's where we impact our confidence. It's where we impact our ability to want to begin something or to work towards a goal. And that speaks to the perfectionism that some of us have, the lack of self-confidence, uh, because it really is a punch to the self-confidence, right? If I go around saying, oh my gosh, you're so dumb. Or why can't I just get this? Why, why do I keep messing this up? Right? Your brain's going to go and say, oh, she needs to know the answer to that question. Right? Why does she keep messing this up? Well, let me tell you all the reasons you keep messing this up. As opposed to, oop, I need to try this again. Right? Or one more time, the next time I'm going to get it, look how much I've learned from this already. And again, it's those simple shifts in the things that we say to ourselves and the words that we use that can have such impact and power in our lives. I, I will tell you from personal experience, I have eradicated many of those statements from my conscious brain, which has impacted over the last you know, several years of doing this work, years and years of doing this work to a point where my go-to is not telling myself I'm stupid, telling myself that I can't do something or calling myself names. 
And I have so much more love for myself now than I did before I started this work. And it feels like a ton of bricks have been lifted from my back because I no longer speak to myself that way. The power of words is incredibly powerful. That's, you know, the power of words is powerful. It has such an impact. I think about how we talk to each other, how we describe our situations, how we describe those around us. So think also about how do we describe the people that we're with every single day? And is that something that's helping to build those relationships? Or is that something that's keeping us separated from that person? A lot of times when we look at struggles between people and um, inability to connect, it comes from that barrier of words we're using to describe each other or intentions that we are assuming of the other person that might not be true. And again, that all comes from our brain's need to make sense of our environment, to put things into categories to help it define and keep us safe. All of the things our brain does is to take care of us, but sometimes it's been trained in a way that really doesn't take care of us. I want you to really start being aware of the things that you say, of the things that you think, especially if you're going to start anywhere, start with how you talk to yourself. Just jot down the things that you say to yourself as you hear yourself say them. Do you do the things that I used to do where I call myself names, even if it's in a joking way? Because every time I said, oh, stupid, it's right there. All my brain heard was that I was calling myself stupid. And that does not do ourselves any good. It's not good for our mental health. It's not good for our self-perception. And it's definitely not how we would want other people speaking to us. Can you imagine if we allowed people to speak to those we loved that way? We wouldn't allow it. We would never allow someone to call our loved ones stupid or dumb. And yet we do that to ourselves quite often. Uh, if there is a second place to start after the way you speak to yourself, it would be speak, looking at how do you describe things that are happening in your lives? Do you over dramatize them? Do you catastrophize things? Uh, it's easy to do. We fall into this trap. I think our society um, has trained us a, a bit in this way, especially in light of the last 10 years or so. Um, very decisive, divisive language has been happening. There is uh, this new tendency to other people uh, to make them to think that people are very different from us, that they don't have the same values or beliefs as us, and that somehow that is bad and wrong. Uh, or the actions that other people take are actions that are unacceptable and something that we feel no one should ever do. 
And again, we get into that othering of people and comparing their actions to what we would do or what we believe our values and beliefs are. And it again puts that barrier between being able to connect with that person and have a relationship with that person. Um, this is not to say that I think every person on earth should get along with every person on earth. I also believe that's a little bit unreasonable. We're not going to like everybody. I don't need to like everybody. Not everybody needs to like me. But there is that idea of dignity. Uh, do we give ourselves dignity? Do we give others dignity? And that comes across in the words that we use. So today is really about the power of words, the words that we use to describe our situations, the words that we use to describe ourselves and others, uh, that idea of over categorizing, uh, that all or nothing thinking. These are just other little pieces to be aware of as we begin to move into the self-awareness to live a more joyful life. This is the type of work that we really dive into deeply uh, in my one-on-one -on -one coaching and my group coaching sessions. If you are interested in learning more, I really encourage you to visit my website at thejoyfuleducatorllc.com. That's the, T-H-E, joyfuleducatorllc.com. And find out different ways that you can work with me. I thank you for listening to this podcast today. And as always, I encourage you to make sure you subscribe, hit that subscribe button. And if you're finding great uh, help in these podcasts, please, please leave a review. Let me know how this is working for you. I appreciate all the ratings and reviews that we can share with the public. So again, I'm Katie Barrett. I am wishing you an amazing week and live joyfully. Talk to you soon.